live from Framingham and Walpole, Massachusetts. This is 1833 Sports. On today's podcast, we are joined by Mackenzie Seward. Mackenzie is a rising junior at Emmanuel College and is on the soccer team. She's also a criminology major with a minor in legal studies. Hello. Hi. Mackenzie, Sorry. how you doing? <laughs> You're good. All right. Let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi. Amelia is going to be joining us today. I don't know what she's doing. What are you doing? How's my? I don't think she likes how my pillow smells. You're going to have this in the recording, too. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Yeah. Oh, she's and, laying down. She's laying down. All right. Ray, kick it off. Anyway, Mackenzie, so uh, welcome to the show, first of all. How you doing? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so, can I start off like kind of before Emmanuel? So, how did uh, Arlington Catholic prepare you for Emmanuel? Um, so I played four years at AC and I did track as well. So I think obviously being on the team, um, creating bonds early on, on and off the field. Um, it's a small school as well. So like Emmanuel is like a small college, but I think that um, academically, like athletically, all of that, um, AC definitely prepared me for that the workload and like it taught me to be really independent. So coming to Emmanuel with having AC, um, it was really helpful. How did it feel to be named uh, the Arlington Catholic Player of the Year your junior year and then being captain your senior year? So yeah, obviously like I can't take the full credit. I had a whole team behind me. So, um, but yeah, it was was really, like awarding obviously to be named that, but um, like I had, like I said, my whole team, um, I couldn't have been named without them. So I think just knowing that I had their support and just trying to do the best I can as a captain, obviously like you can be a captain without having an armband and the leader, but that was just extra special. Awesome. Um, why did you choose Emmanuel and were you recruited? How was Emmanuel the only school that recruited you at high school? Um, so I decided really late on a college, but Emmanuel recruited me um, probably the end of my club season junior year. So I didn't actually decide um, that I wanted to go there until like the last possible day my senior year. So like I definitely. Um, weighed my options like it took me a long time to figure out it was between two other schools in the end um but i decided emmanuel was the best option for me academically um as well as well as athletically and it's right in the city too and i knew that i wanted to be there so what town are you from i'm oh, sorry to call you about. what town are you from originally i'm from medford so it's really Med- close awesome yeah Nice. And how is it being close to the city? Because I know, like, for me, I love the city. So um, when I was looking at school, I first, so I went to LaSalle with Ray, um, like, my first semester freshman. So last year, no, well, two years ago now, um, in the fall. And, like, I was my goal was to play baseball there. Like, being in Newton, like, it's down the street from the Riverside train station. Like, I love the city. So, like, I it's been, like, a big part of me. So how is it, like, being – close to the city in terms of like off the field like do you enjoy that you're right there because like I know if Emmanuel like I would you know if I had the chance I probably would have tried to play baseball there but 
Yeah, so obviously as soon as you step outside of campus, you're in the actual city. So um, like I've grown up in the city my whole life. So I think like that was a big reason why I chose Emmanuel um, was the place. Um, but yeah, like off, like when practices end and stuff like that, like we could just walk around, like get food somewhere. There's so much to do and it's a big college um, area in general. So just having all of that around is just super, like, there's always something to do. Nice. So actually, I'll show you this. Like, I just had these made. So hold on. Let me flip this around. There we go. So people are listening, but I just had cleats done by a wonderful artist um, in New York. And she put the Boston skyline on the back of them. So that's Boston. And then I had, like, my area code on my phone, 508. So um, that's pretty cool. But anyways, yeah. So, like, that's I awesome. – I'm the same way. Like I love the city and obviously like how to incorporate it in my cleats. So that's pretty cool. Um, I definitely, it would definitely be really cool to pl like play my sport in the city. Like I know, Oh, it must be Emmanuel's field, which is there, is it, do you guys play? Um, it's right near Fenway. It's like, I think it's a grass field. Is that where you guys play? Oh no, we play on Clemente. So it's like not technically our field. It's like the city's field, but yeah it's just like maybe a three minute walk from our campus, but you can see like the whole skyline of Boston, pretty much like the proves right there. That's cool. You mentioned earlier, you're running, you ran track in high school. Do you think that helped that helped with training with soccer? Yeah. So in high school, I ran the 300 and the four by two relay. Um, it was winter track, so it didn't really overlap with like my actual soccer season. For club but it helped me stay in shape for the upcoming season and uh playing like winter soccer and futsal as well just having that as like a another uh it's different obviously than soccer completely so just mm -hmm. having that other sport was definitely a big reason that I was able to stay in shape throughout high school with that did you think about running track at Emmanuel um Coming into Emmanuel, I never really thought about it. Um, my roommate actually joined it this past year. Um, it was the first year that she had run it. And um, like having her talk about it and stuff kind of um, made me like, I don't know, contemplate it a little bit. But I know that it's not something that I'm 100% about. So I think that I wouldn't do it I knew that it was really something that I could give everything like into. Makes but, sense. Yeah. How did your freshman year go in your opinion and the growth you needed for the, for the following year? Um, so coming in freshman year, um, I wasn't actually, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a long story, but basically the coach that originally recruited me, um, had left so coming in I hadn't played or the coach hadn't seen me play at all um so it was really intimidating um not having like any idea what I was going into um obviously it's a huge change from high school in general like in all aspects like social and soccer um and school but like coming in I automatically um, felt part of the team. The girls were also welcoming, and I think that was a big reason why it made um, 
it a lot easier for me because I was just able to, like obviously the environment was competitive on the field, but off the field it was just like we'd be with each other all the time. So I really think, especially preseason freshman year, um, I learned to create bonds obviously with the whole team, but my grades specifically. Nice. I have a question for you. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Let me go real quick. Um, so I guess it's kind of like a two-parter because it's kind of, um, you know, uh, like an, another off-the-field question. So the first part is do you – like how is the camaraderie between like you and your team? Like I know for me at Riv and playing baseball at Revere, like uh, our camaraderie is insane. Like we have such a good, um, a good group of guys and – we are with each other like all the time you know obviously we do it like during the season um because we're with each other like from the fall all the way through yeah but like off the field too like we're always because the way it's set up at riv is there's um there's obviously the regular dorms and there's something called a suite and in the suite there's 12 people um so like one our baseball team actually has like a suite all of themselves there's 12 guys so like we're always hanging out and they're having a good time so how is that like with the girls at school yeah so for preseason, it's basically just the soccer teams at school. So automatically, there's only just like us. <laughs> but um, ever since like I came on the team, like we've like there's just been like chemistry as soon as like we step onto the field, even off. Um, like especially this past year, um, we lost one of my teammates over the summer last year. So um this past season was obviously really hard on all of us but just like playing for her and like we all had each other's backs throughout that so I think we've gone through so much as a team obviously the people who have graduated as well but I think that we've just learned to like I don't know take each like pick each other up when we fall down and stuff like that um and it's definitely really noticeable or at least that this past year but yeah you think that losing your teammate or it was a team it was a teammate right yeah you think that that like I mean I don't know I didn't look at the standings for you guys how did you do this past fall before I asked the next question uh we did well we ended up losing in the semifinals of the GNAC so like do you feel that losing her like definitely motivated you guys I feel like on my end like if that happened to me like forget it like it would just be like you know, full force, like full force, like all the way, like we're going to like do everything, you know, at least for like for him, in our case, for you, yeah. for her, try to win the championship and, you know, make her proud, you know? Yeah. So obviously that was a big thing coming into this past uh, preseason was just like mm -hmm. everything's for her. Um, just like you said, like just trying to make her as proud as we could or we can. Um and then just like not letting her legacy die, like right. just continuing it, continuing it even after like, cause she was in my class, even after my grade graduates and just like making sure that um, her presence is still like there in the Emanuel community. But yeah, so we like made her a part of the team as much as we could. So we had armbands, we, brought her jersey to um, every game and stuff like that. We had a memorial game for her um, where we retired her jerseys that her parents oh, were wow. parents with her as well. That's so, 
like this past season um, was a lot for all of us. Right. Um, but I don't think I would have been able to make it through if it weren't for my teammates. So. Oh yeah, I understand that completely. Good stuff. How did your uh, sophomore year go for you this year? And actually, uh, I called the play-by-play -play game for you guys when you played LaSalle this year, actually. Really? Yeah. It was just me. Um, it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, so this past year, um, like you had said, we were all – we had another, like, big motivator um, to carry us throughout the season. And in the beginning um, – we did. We definitely did well. Uh, we beat some some top teams, and um, we were pretty good. Like in the conference, we had some ups and downs, definitely. But obviously, our end goal was to make her proud and stuff like that. Um, and we ended up making it, like I said, to the semifinals of the GNAC, but ended up losing. Um, which was really disappointing, but I think in the end, just knowing that we had played for her as best as we could, that was just kind of like our like go-to. How did your uh, so I don't know how did your spring season get affected by coronavirus? Like, do you guys do you guys do anything for your spring season, or do you guys just like wait doing go in the weight room? Yeah. So when we came back from winter break, um, is when we technically officially started our lifting. So we lift a few times a week, probably three times a week. And uh, we played futsal twice a week. So it would be, we went in at like, I'd say 6 a.m. Um, to play futsal um, in the gym. So it was just fun just to kick around, but there was no coach there, it was just us. Um, and coming back from spring break was when we were supposed to start playing outside. Like we had a um, play date that got obviously canceled, but that's when we would have played like three short games against like um, other teams that I, we wouldn't play in our like actual conference. But yeah, not having a spring season um, has definitely been difficult. Um, I'm glad that it, didn't affect like obviously our actual season or like I'm hoping that it doesn't yeah. but um we don't actually have a coach right now a head coach so I think that was just like an opportunity uh to fill that hopefully did another so the coach another coach left again yeah he got he got fired oh, that's <laughs> he stepped down so what do you guys do like in the gym I mean obviously for us like for baseball it's very um, I would say sports specific, like what you do for certain workouts. Like I know for us, like it's a lot of mobility stuff and it's a lot of um, not trying to lift like a bodybuilder, but like a baseball player, like, you know, sport specific. So like for soccer, like, I don't really know like what you guys will do. I mean, I imagine it's a lot of like leg stuff and a lot of cardio, but like tell us what that entails. Yeah. So um, basically before we go into the gym for the day, uh, we know what day it is. So it'll be like, it will start with either like back squat, deadlift or bench press or something like that. So, um, so if it's centered around that, so bench press, the rest of the exercises would be arms. Um, and then we'd always end with like an ab circuit, um, something like that. 
there wasn't a lot of like we wouldn't have to do a lot of cardio like when we were actually in the gym lifting just because um like our gym uh for athletes is just like weight stuff when we were yeah. down there um but yeah i'd say mostly legs and abs and just making sure that like we don't get hurt so just doing a lot of those exercises to strengthen and then so do you guys do manual have athlete specific gym or is that is that like how it works so yeah technically um we have a smaller like just weights gym yeah. um which is where we usually lift as a team and then a separate gym um with like cardio machines and stuff like that right and that's like for anyone that's like on campus yeah. they like yeah. that's in the uh, jc right yeah jyc yeah but the the gym that we lift in, other people obviously um, can lift in that as well. But if we're in there, it's pretty small, so it's it'd probably be intimidating if you see just any team in there. But right, um, did you play Riv this year at all, or like at home or away? I don't know if you guys did. Manuel played Riviera. Um, we definitely played them last year. I'm not sure about this year, but. If we did, I think it was there. Yeah, like kind of like up top. It's like, it's like a it's a newer turf. I mean, they yeah. were doing uh, production on it, but um, so what? Like this is kind of a fun one. That, like I think about all the time. Like, where's your favorite place in the GNAC to play so far? I will say, I mean, I I don't know because I haven't played a manual, but I think for me, probably LaSalle because I love like Brandeis. They play it so. At, at Ray Bruno, like, uh, you know, they play at Brandeis. So where is your favorite field in the GNAC? You could even say Emmanuel. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess besides our field, um, I don't know. It's kind of a difficult question because some of the bus rides are just super long, but the fields are right. nice. So it kind of um, – <laughs> I'd say – there or this past year we went to Norwich, which was a really far drive, but it was their um like alumni weekend or something. So there were so many people there. That's cool. Uh, and we ended up winning, which was really nice just to like have everybody there in general, but then everybody else just to watch the game. Um it was really intense, but I guess in that moment there. That's pretty cool. I mean, so we at Red, we were supposed to play Norwich in in uh, in Norwich because it flips every year, like for us. So this past year we would have played them at home, but last year we were supposed to take that like four and a half hour drive, and it just didn't happen. So yeah, <laughs> it's like an over the river and through the woods kind of like bus yeah. ride up. It's definitely it's definitely a a long trip to get up there, but if you win it's <laughs> it's all worth it yeah you yeah <laughs> emmanuel did beat riv one nothing at riv last season or two years ago this past season okay oh man you beat us <laughs> shucks out That's tough. i like jay Wu's field it's kind of nice by the sea at night yeah it's really nice oh. there my freshman year at there i will say the jay Wu's baseball field's nice but it's not nice when you play them in the first series of the year uh <laughs> Right on the water when it's 34 yeah. to start the boat and you get yeah. off the boat and it's about 27 degrees, but we pulled through. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are your goals for next season? Um, obviously, if we, if we have a season, which we're all hoping for, um, 
just like we're we're all starting on a new like a new blank slate because we're going to have a new coach coming in so just i guess proving ourselves individually and showing that like we are like a very tight close-knit team because um, we've gone through so much but just getting as far as we can hopefully winning the GNAC it's always a goal um, and then just playing for Shell as well. So I will give some hope I got an email today from our dean president that Riv will be coming back in the fall so really I, yeah so that's one GNAC school that'll be returning and I assume yeah. if returning we can play sports hopefully I don't know but yeah yeah, Fingers crossed, yeah. Have you heard anything right. about that or, or either of you actually? Well, I mean, oh, sports wise or? Yeah, uh, sports, anything. I mean, I just heard today that we're going to be there in the fall in terms of like acad academics. Not, nothing was about sports though. Yeah, nothing's been set in stone yet. Obviously, I think I've heard some rumors from like other schools what they're doing, but nothing for Emmanuel yet. So, how that must be kind of weird. Even at the, season's, the season's not even decided yet but you don't even have a coach yet that's kind of weird going into it yeah yeah um we don't really know what that process is going to be like just obviously given the circumstances what's happening in the world but also just because um it's, it's just not a lot of time between now and i guess when preseason would technically start but yeah i have faith in um the like athletic director and my assistant coach who's helping a lot with that process um so hopefully it'll get filled <laughs> definitely what are you doing right now to stay fit well besides the program you guys are working on what are you guys what are you doing to stay fit right now um so we had some team workouts and i guess the beginning of quarantine um but since then we've been sent um just workout packets uh easy stuff that we can do because um, not everybody has the same equipment, obviously. Um, but yeah, going down to like my high school field or just going for runs and stuff like that and just getting touches on the ball like as much as I can. It seems like a lot of college players are going back to their high schools to work out right now. That's, that yeah. seems to be like a trend. That's yeah. the move. I was working I've gotten out kicked off once or twice, but. <laughs> they're doing construction on my like my high school so we in my high school in the back like essentially all the fields are really like close together and they just have this wonderful idea to spend seven million dollars on revamping everything so like just because they're fixing the turf means i can't play on my baseball field which made me upset yeah, i've been working out in an undisclosed location that i will not discuss on the podcast so. <laughs> yeah just say it's eplex and i'll get sued I've been working out Eplex grass, the patch of grass behind Eplex. If anyone wants to come work out with me or take some batting <laughs> practice swings. You mentioned to me before that you played soccer in Italy. How, how, that, how did that go? Yeah, so I went there, I'd say, this summer going into my senior year of high school. So that was, like, the best, like, the best trip of my life. It was the first time I've had, like, I've gone overseas. Um, and just having that opportunity uh playing with like girls that i had no idea who they were but going in the first day of training and automatically just like getting to know each other same thing just like chemistry right away um the girls were from all over the u.s so i had some or i had two girls from my actual club team come out but other than that it, they were girls from all over but yeah playing in italy we were 
the age groups are different there. So we were playing against like U23 teams or something like that. So obviously the level was completely different in the intensity, but just being able to experience and play that, um, it was really nice. And we ended up losing in the final, but um, like just being in Italy in general and being able to explore the parts of it, just like the culture as well, um, was amazing. Was it, like, so how, was, was it a national team? Was it like a na national team or like how was it not from your club? Sorry, Connor. Yeah, so I played on New England Rush. So I'm not, it's not really a club anymore um, here, but it's um, across the U.S. So there's like Colorado Rush and like oh, okay. California Rush, for example. Um, so technically the team that I played on was USA Rush. So oh, okay. it was like the United States team technically, but like Rush players, if that That's makes cool. sense. Yeah. Um, to ask you how that came about because I played baseball in the Dominican Republic for two weeks and like it was the same thing like my club although we don't my club's not like a big club but just like my club happened to have like a relationship with like um a guy in the DR that was like hey come down and you can play like nine games are gonna be cool so yeah like I definitely did that and that was arguably the best trip I've ever been on like yeah just in general not even like va like vacation baseball like it doesn't get better than that I can imagine like Italy oh, yeah I would do anything to go back. I want to oh, go. Yeah. My family's from there, so I definitely want to go out there. Raymond Bruno is going to go back to the homeland. The home. That's, that's <laughs> the goal. Not the goal. Um, did you go to any you uh, soccer games out there besides your own? Or? No. Um, we went to – so the actual tournament was in San Marino. But – so, like, we practiced for about a week before the tournament started in, like, Milan, um, cool. Tuscany, stuff like that. So we were all over, um, just obviously getting used to the time change and stuff like that um, and getting to know each other. But other than that, um, we didn't go to any like international games or something like that. It was just kind of just training for our own tournament. Do you have any uh, good Nick Fiaro stories for us? I do not, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, did you film me? Who Nick Fiar? Oh, is he? Oh, I know. Yeah, Dirk. I probably pronounced his name wrong, honestly. <laughs> Fiar. No, it's fine. Is your is soccer your favorite sport? Is there or like another sport your favorite sport? Yeah, soccer is my favorite sport. I've uh, grown up with it basically my whole life. Um, been playing since I was like could walk basically. So. Obviously, I did, like, track and stuff like that. But other than soccer, I haven't really, like, um, played, a, like, any other sports, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, soccer is my favorite. <laughs> I read somewhere that one of your favorite movies was The Hangover. What's your favorite Alan moment? <laughs> oh, great movie. My favorite what? Sorry. Favorite Alan moment. Oh, oh. There's too many. Them? There's too many. That's though. true. There. <laughs> Let me see. Um, When he when the guy gets out of the trunk and Alan's yeah, like, yeah. just like saying weird stuff, and then yeah, <laughs> he's just a funny dude. My uh, I like the moment when Chow says, "Uh, I'm also I'm colorblind. I'm also dyslexic because I'm dyslexic." So it's kind of yeah, that's definitely <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think honestly, dude, I think that my favorite Alan. I have like three. 
So one is definitely when <laughs> it's uh it's Bradley Cooper and then it's Stu and like something happens with Alan's phone. He's like, I downloaded 120 apps for that phone. I have to redo the whole thing. So that's one of them. <laughs> the next one, no, the most legendary one is when he's in the casino and he's and he's doing poker. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. numbers, the numbers are flying in front of his face. Like that's the most legendary Alan scene. And then oh the uh when the first hangover when they start the wolf pack and he's like you are now part of my wolf pack and he roofies oh, yeah. <laughs> like the movie as a whole is just a great great, great three movies yeah. that, that, that it's like masterpiece do you have a uh, favorite soccer memory Oof. um well, i'd say italy is probably my favorite but um we won state cup my, I want to say, senior year of high school, junior year of high school, um, with for my club team, that was definitely, like, it was a long road to get there. So I think finally being able to win it was pretty amazing. Do you happen to play at NEFC? Um, so I started there before it was NEFC. So it was GFC, Grasshopper Football Club. Um, but like the year that it switched to NEFC is the year that I ended up leaving to go to Rush. Um, but yeah, my brother and sister have played on NEFC too. So we've had a lot of ties with, with that club. A bunch of my friends have played for the teams where I live and up, up in the North Shore as well. Um, what's your, do you have a favorite pregame song or playlist like listen to before the game? Oh, hook my thunder. That's my question I ask everyone on the show. Give us your a taste of your pregame playlist. A taste of my pregame playlist. Okay, so Song the, and la art. the last like twenty minutes of the bus ride, if we're at an away game, um, like we're we all like can't listen to music because they have a speaker on the bus, so it's just like us <laughs> listening to it as a team. But I guess before, I don't know. It really depends. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite song. Probably Hall of Fame. That's, That's probably a just a classic, but other than that, like, I just put it on, like, my workout playlist on shuffle and just kind of, like, get in the zone. I think my – so I'm going to get my thunder back. I think I'm going to start a new question to everyone on the podcast. So what do you do on the bus? Like, what do you do to keep entertained? Because I find myself doing, like, everything on, like, <laughs> bus rides, like, long GNAC bus rides to Norwich. So what's, like, your go-to thing to do? Or, like – if it's like on your phone, like give us a game you might play, like give us a TV show, like anything. What do you, what's like your go-to, like kind of stay focused, but also like just chill out on the bus sort of move. Or are you a sleeper? Do you sleep on the bus? I personally can't really sleep on the bus. Um, but I guess that if I have the seat to myself, so sometimes like obviously um, we'll have to like share. So two people per row, but if I get my own seat, like, I'll spread out, like, I'll make myself at home um, and just try to, I guess, visualize, like, I wouldn't say that I sleep, but I just, like, close my eyes, um, listen to music, uh, talk to people on the bus. I don't really go on my phone that much, obviously, other than to, like, change music, but I think, like, once we're all in the bus, we're kind of like in the zone. Gotcha. I was a big, um, I was a big film watcher. Like I'd watch film in my swings, 
think. I mean, definitely, like, mentally preparing. That was last season. And then this season, I did a lot of sleeping. Like, we had a bus ride down to Connecticut. I'm pretty sure I woke up and, like, fell asleep in New Hampshire. <laughs> Connecticut, so. Yeah, it's uh, definitely different for each person, I'd say, but. Right. And then, Ray, you're, it's time for your favorite question ever. I don't uh, – which one's that? <laughs> pre-game meal. What is your go-to pre-game meal? Oh, that was later on. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. What's your favorite pre-game meal or just meal in general? Oof. Pre-game meal. Um, pre-game in general, what is your just favorite meal? Dang, I don't even – I guess it, it really depends. So if we have, a, like, a, a far away game, obviously, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat a huge meal um, right before, but on the bus, I'd probably have, like, rice cakes, peanut butter, banana, something like that. Um, but an actual meal, probably, like, some sort of carb, like, literally any. Maybe pasta or, like... <laughs> right, what's your... I think we need to tell the people what is our favorite. Like, this is important. You can do so, free games. You can play so, sports, too. Yeah, I, I did play sports, just on non-college because of in injuries. But uh, in high school, before basketball games, I loved a good five guys bacon burger right before a game. <laughs> Dude, I throw up everywhere. <laughs> it's like I'd go like it's probably around lunch. I'd drive off campus, just get that. But then in the summer, I'd get like when I was with my dad, I'd get a small pizza from this place and get a root beer. And that was that was what I always did. So your pregame meal is a five guys burger and just meal in general is a small pizza and a root beer. <laughs> yeah, but like I also have some like TB12 <laughs> snacks here and there. It's definitely, definitely good prepared yeah. for that. TB12 snacks, probably like $75 for a, like a granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like it. I like it over there. It helped my shoulder out pretty good. That's true. Shout out TB12. Um, and I think for me, my favorite meal is easily chicken parm. That's just like the all time. Mm. That's the go-to from Camella. Shout out! Oh Camilla. yeah, yeah. Wait, where's the one near? Where's the one near you? Camellas. Yeah, um, there's one in Natick, one in Wellesley. Oh yeah, I got the one in uh, in Westwood. Westwood. I was in Westwood the other day. Fun fact. Um, and then probably pregame meal. Okay, so for me, for because our games are such a weird time. Like we'll leave campus at like noon. Um. Usually, right, for 4.30. Yeah, so for 4.30, because we usually have a 4.30 game. We leave campus at, like, noon. Puts us there. Yeah, two hours before the game. So, like, what we what we do is, like, um, I'll eat lunch on campus. Obviously, it's, like, we'll eat lunch. And I'll usually go with, like, a pasta, whatever chicken they have out, and then a green veggie. So, like, very simple. And then what's kind of cool is we have these, like, green boxes, these, like, to-go boxes where, like, at lunch we'll eat our lunch and then we'll make – something that'll last on the bus ride and then for after the game we get back on the bus because then we get back it's like dinner time so i am a big italian guy like i got i had a um italian subs like that was my thing like, italian sub chips and a pickle like that was like the move <laughs> i like there's there's some times i'd be on the field literally thinking about my sandwich on the bus <laughs> you know just don't tell my coach <laughs> any uh any pre-game superstitions um for me, like, it's just kind of little things. So, uh, like, putting the same socks on – or putting my socks on the same way, like, shin guards in, then my shoes, like, usually left before right. Um, obviously, this year, like, we had uh, 
armbands and stuff, so putting that on. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I'm that superstitious, um, like when it comes to getting ready for games. But then again, like I don't know if I do do like other things that other people don't, but nothing crazy that I can think of. So we just had some technical difficulties. I'm back though. Um, <laughs> we talk about superstitions. Is that what's going on? Yeah, pre-game yeah. superstitions. What is? All right. So I think that like we should all answer. I think it makes this more entertaining if we all give ours. So that was yours. I like that. Um, Ray, did you have any pre-game superstitions? Because mine's gonna take about a half hour. So you should go first. <laughs> um, I kind of had pre-game and pre-at bat in a way. Mm. So I always for I always said a prayer before the game started. Just to, I don't. Not that religious, but I just kind of felt kind of calm myself down. But after my cousin died, my sophomore year, call my sophomore year of high school, I'd always like, let's say before like going up to the plate, I'd write his initials in the dirt, or like if I'm in the outfield, I'd like write his initials on the grass and then like bless it real quick and just go like that. I really helped that. I think that really helped me center on the game and forget about everything else that was going on, like school or social life. Gotcha. So all right, so I don't think I have like when we get to the field. I'm very, I'm very routine oriented. Like I feel like I'm the most successful when I have a routine, but it switches though. So when I'm in in summer ball, I'll usually go out to center field by myself and I'll stretch and just kind of like be in my head and do my own thing. Then I'll throw like, like, it's not like super, it's more of like a, it's just like a routine. And then like within those routines, it's very like specific. Um, But then in college, yeah, I mean, depends if it's a home or an away game. Usually for a home game, like I'll try to get there early because, um, the stadium, the stadium we have, we play at, we have like our own log. We have the clubhouse, um, so I'll usually get there early and I make sure my bag is super organized. Like I'm, I get super picky about like when I'm in the dugout, like making sure all my gear is like really accessible, because like it happens so quick. So I'm like, oh, like I organize that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then at bat stuff, probably just like in the game. Um, just just staying consistent. Like I usually take three practice, or I take one. Sorry, not three. I take one practice swing check with my coach any signs and then in the box ready to roll and people will say I do a shuffle I do like a Juan Soto shuffle in between pitches or like I shake my butt a little bit you know but there's no way you do that I'm sorry I don't, I don't believe that. you hey you saw it the Emerson game they're making fun of me that I had a shuffle I, I, sh- I wiggle my hips a little bit <laughs> anyway um, Bill McKenzie and Ray attended one of my games, and uh, they, we had, like, a solid fan section there that day, and they said that I wiggled in the box <laughs> when I was there. But anyways, moving forward. Anyway, after that interesting comment, um, do you have a favorite jersey number that you wear for – you try to oh, get – Great question. Uh, for me, it's three. So I've been that number pretty All much my whole life. So, like, playing that with that number, like, early on in my career um, – like when it comes to uh, high school, um, I didn't get to choose right away, obviously. But um, when that number was open, I ended up taking it. And same thing in college. I didn't have um, the number three last year um, because a senior had it. So this year I had it, which was – I was really happy. But, yeah, three. Bruno, jersey number. Uh Kind of along the threes, it's uh, 33, of course, and then 13. But if none of those are available, I try to go three. If that's, like, kind of what you did, just as long as I have yeah. a three in there somewhere. Yeah. Just to keep it similar, at least. I'm a big 24 guy. My grandfather, when he, like, was younger and played sports, he was 24. 
And then uh, my aunt played college basketball. Uh, she worked 24. And then my grandfather died. I was like, I need to keep the 24 tradition alive. So when I got to campus, they had two numbers. They had 25 and 10. I was like, 10's an ugly number. So I got 25, <laughs> close enough to 24. So Yeah. Sorry to any of the 10s out there. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I heard some of the, your favorite athletes, Alex and Morgan, right? Yeah. So I'm a big, like, soccer fan, obviously. But, like, I watch a lot of it, too. Um, but, yeah, the U.S. Women's National Team in general is just, yeah. So, like, oh, sorry. Uh, I have yeah. uh, her husband's game-worn jersey when he, for, when he was on Orlando. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've I don't think I've seen him play um, or his team play, but I've gone to like a good amount of Revolution games. I have a season tickets to the Revs. Really? Yeah, except uh, I hope they lose every home game. Yeah. <laughs> because I uh, I that means I get good chance of getting the opposing team's jersey. Really? <laughs> yeah, we have like forty-two game-worn jerseys. Jeez. Yeah. You know when he jerseys I have one. It is not soccer. It's baseball, and it's from Ray Bruno because he's the best. <laughs> um, minor, minor league, Oslos Polaris. Yeah, right. Uh, so, I, you know what? This is just kind of like a random thought thing. You know how they have the Boston Pride? They have the Boston Bruins, and then you have the Boston Pride. It's the WNHL. They need to have that, but, like, women's MLS, and it needs to be, like – I mean, I don't know what the team name would be, but, like, they should have one to play out of Gillette. So, like, that would definitely get some looks. And let it be, like, girls that come home from, like, D1 colleges or even down to D3 and, like, let them play. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, yeah, had, the break, they had the breakers. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that, what I was just going to Yeah, that's say. true, bro. I feel – oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, on a bigger, like a bigger scale, you know what I mean? Like, do the WNBA, but, you know – make it a like a like re essentially revamp it you know mm -hmm. yeah that's a, definitely a big thing. for sure yeah so i noticed through your social media you've been doing a lot of the uh, black lives matter protests all that sort of stuff what have you been trying to do to help spread the awareness for that um so i actually went to the protest um about a, probably a week ago last wednesday i want to say at the boston common um with my roommate actually, and obviously being there is so much different like than seeing it on social media. So that was definitely um, like an eye-opening experience, but I was really happy to like just being there and like seeing everybody um, in support of this. Um, obviously it didn't matter like the age, the gender, the race, whatever, yeah. everybody was fighting for one thing. Um, but yeah, being there, I just it was just kind of like I don't know I don't really know how to describe the the it I guess but um it kind of just like it was so intense but like so motivating at the same time um and just like same thing like keeping this fight alive but yeah going to the protest was definitely like I'm so glad I went it's awesome good stuff before we end, do you want to plug your IG or anything like that? Uh, MCWare underscore 03. Awesome. I know Connor and I, hopefully, if there's a season, we're definitely going to try to come out to a game, get the 1833 sports fan section out there. Yeah, True. definitely. I'll bring the whole Rift baseball team, be 30 guys. It'll be great. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, anyway, Mackenzie, thank you a lot for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Take care. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Thank you.